Dean, I, I was thinking about Richard Belzer, and at this at this point in his career, or at the point he was at in the last few years, I think people forgot he was a stand-up comic. Don't you? I completely agree with you. He's you know been in this dramatic role of uh, Detective Munch uh, for like 15, 20 years, something like that, a really long time. Uh, so I think people forgot that he was uh, part of the group that was on the National Lampoon Radio Hour with Belushi and uh, Gilda Radner and Bill Murray that he moved over to Saturday Night Live when they did. He was the warm-up comedian, not one of the on-air performers, but one of the uh, warm-up comedians. And then uh, he made an appearance on the Howard Stern radio show when it was a, a local show in New York. And uh, somebody heard him, and they offered him an audition for this role of uh, Detective Munch. And uh, that's you know pretty much where he's been, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for most of his uh, professional career. I did not know. I was just you know reading some of the obituaries this morning. He was uh, cousins with Henry Winkler. Hmm. Learn a little, that. learn a little something new there, and uh, also. This uh, Detective Munch character of his was the only fictional character to have appeared on 11 different shows played by a single actor in the history of television. (laughs) So, um, you know, it was uh, quite a career. Died uh, over the weekend of uh, circulatory and respiratory issues at his home in the south of uh, France. He uh, famously got into a skirmish with Hulk Hogan uh, on a show that he was hosting in 1985, a little show in which Hulk Hogan and Mr. T appeared as guests. Uh, Hulk Hogan put him into a, a sleeper hold. He passed out. He literally passed out. And Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, dropped him to the ground. He hit his head on the floor. It's bleeding all over the place on live television. Oh, wow. And uh, required eight stitches. As, as a result of that, he sued uh, Hulk Hogan, Mr. T, and uh, Vince McMahon for $5 million at the time. There was an out-of-court settlement for $400,000. Uh, he always says that he took that money and he bought his house in France with that money that he called Shea Hogan. <laughs> so Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, lots to remember. Really, really, really funny. Really great uh, dramatic actor as well. He was uh, mm-hmm. only, only 78 years old. And uh, sad to hear about Stella Stevens over the weekend, too. Yeah, another uh, classic character from our past. Uh, she appeared uh, in The Nutty Professor. She appeared uh, in, uh, you know, roles like Girls, Girls, Girls with Elvis Presley. She was in The Poseidon Adventure. Uh, she did The Love Boat. But, I mean, honestly, who didn't do The Love Boat? Bob and I <laughs> both did The Love Boat uh, at one time. Uh, she was in Police Story and Flamingo Road. Uh, lots of uh, great characters. She suffered with Alzheimer's disease. Uh, a stage seven Alzheimer's disease. I didn't realize that the stages went that high. Hmm. So I guess uh, she had it uh, pretty bad. Her family says that uh, you know it was a, a terrible uh, uh, disease. She had forgotten everyone, but she was a grandmother and a great aunt. And uh, uh, remembering uh, Stella Stevens this morning as well. 
And she had to be in her 80s. She would have been 84 years old. And uh, kind of grim news about Tom Sizemore. And and for people who don't know, he's one of those people I think everybody knows his face. Not a lot of people know his name. Yeah, he uh, probably is most prominently known for his role in Saving Private Ryan. Uh, and he's he's been in the news lately for lots of things in his personal life, uh, but he suffered a brain aneurysm uh, over the weekend and is uh, in critical condition uh, at this point. And at the movies, Ant Man did pretty well, didn't it? Yeah, hundred million dollars. That's not so bad. Uh, it uh, easily was the number one movie in the of the weekend. It uh, bounced. Uh, the Magic Mike movie down to uh, the number three spot. Avatar Way of the Water wound up being the number two movie of the weekend. In addition to uh, Avatar, uh, uh, you know, continuing uh, to make money, $7.5 million. It now passes James Cameron's Titanic and has become the third highest grossing movie of all time. Mm. So uh, <laughs> tremendous, tremendous. You know, James Cameron was saying from the beginning there would only be another Avatar movie if they wound up, you know, doing doing fairly well at the box office. They've, <laughs> they've done fairly well yeah, I would say. Uh, at the box office with that. Uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, uh, came in number three. Magic Mike's Last Dance after that. And then... Uh, Knock at the Cabin, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, uh, is uh, the number five movie of the weekend. So, Dean, these uh, winners in Britain, the award winners, does that sometimes uh, portend what happens in the Oscars here? It does. It it, uh, very often... Uh, will reflect on what will happen at the Academy Awards. Uh, It's uh, many of the same voters, many of the members of the British Academy for the BAFTAs, the British Academy Awards, are also members of the uh, uh, American uh, Motion Picture Academy as well. So in that sense... Uh, this now has thrown everything sort of up in the air with the the big winner last night at the uh, British Awards, the German language film, All Quiet on the Western Front, a remake of the um, war movie. Uh, it won seven awards last night, including uh, Movie of the Year, Best Film. It won Best Non-English Film, Best Director, couple of... Uh, acting awards. It is nominated for nine Academy Awards, including Best Picture. Now, up until now, the odds-on favorite for the Academy Awards uh, Best Picture of the Year was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, uh, which uh, did not get uh, any major awards at all last night. So, you know, the, the timing on this for everything everywhere uh, may be unfortunate for them. So I wasn't the only one who didn't understand the movie, apparently. Well, well no. <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of people were left uh, scratching their head with that film. Uh, for Best Actress last night at the BAFTAs, uh, Kate Blanchett was the winner. She mostly is winning all the awards for Best Actress, so she seems to be the odds-on favorite to win. But uh, Austin Butler, who played Elvis Presley in the Elvis movie, uh, he picked up another award last night for Best Actor of the Year. He won the Golden Globe. He's won a couple of awards. But he now seems to be picking up a little steam in some of these 
awards that are uh, coming out. So re- really, it, it could be anyone's guess. You know, they're, the voting has begun for the Academy Awards. I don't remember exactly when uh, the voting closes, but it's it's fairly soon. And then the Academy Awards will be given out uh, on March the 12th. Uh, really, the only you know question after that is uh, who's going to be slapping who on stage? <laughs> Let's hope not. Uh, now, uh, why would Adele and Ed Sheeran say no to the king? That's the question. This you morning. know, they're very busy, Bob. They have many, many obligations. Uh, they, <laughs> they were invited to perform at the coronation of King Charles on May the 6th. Uh, and then they're going to have uh, pretty much a, like a full... A festival kind of weekend with nothing but some of the UK's biggest uh, performers. Uh, Ed Sheeran and Adele uh, were uh, suggested uh, that they would should be invited by the King himself, by by Charles himself, and uh, both uh, turned it down. Ed Sheeran has a performance already scheduled the day before in Texas, so he's going to be you know across the pond. Uh, Adele uh, turned the invitation down without explanation. So she she does not have a performance anywhere around May 7th at all. Her next <laughs> performance after that, she, she's got a performance on March 25th and then nothing for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So she, she was uh, available, according to her schedule. But uh, has just chosen uh, not not to uh, perform. So I don't know if she's not a fan. You know, not not everyone is a fan of the royal family. So uh, maybe it looks like uh, right now they're saying that the Spice Girls are likely to reunite and uh, be part of this festival weekend. That Harry Styles um, huh. may be taking the stage. That Lionel Richie. Uh, is uh, going to be performing for the whole thing. So we'll keep you posted as we uh, hear more on who is and who is not uh, yeah. participating. I'm warning you with peace and love, but I have too much to do. <laughs> that's right. That's uh, the message from Harry how and Megan. How believe. do you have something like this and not have <laughs> Paul and Ringo there? You know, maybe they maybe they are invited and we just don't know. But how do you? How do you? They're the most famous Brits. Oh, absolutely. All right, let's get to Carrie Russell now. A familiar face as an actress. What's she doing? Yeah, you know, a lot of people know her best as Felicity, but she's been in lots of TV shows and lots of motion pictures uh none like the one that is going to be opening on friday though that is called cocaine bear have you seen any of the commercials no i For haven't this? oh my gosh this looks like it's maybe the film event of the year here's the premise uh some families are out uh, camping and they run into a bear which has eaten a block of cocaine a big block of cocaine which uh, fell out of an airplane during a, a, a drug run. So this giant thing of cocaine has fallen out. The bear has eaten it. And now, you know, the bear uh, is uh, going nuts because he's all filled up with uh, cocaine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these people are they're camping and they're in the woods and they're hiking and uh, trying to avoid uh, being eaten by it. A coked-up bear. Uh, Carrie Russell plays uh, a mom uh, to one of the kids who are out camping excursion when the cocaine bear uh, goes wild. Uh, it's it's just it it sounds like such a silly uh, premise, you know, for a movie. And even Carrie Russell 
uh, agreed how ridiculous the whole thing is. I wondered how it was explained to her, how they got her to be in the movie when director Elizabeth Banks explained it to her. What was your reaction when somebody brought this to you and said, so we have this story about a bear and uh, he eats cocaine. (laughs) Did you think somebody was joking? (laughs) Banks and I were talking about something completely different, you know, a a different professional um, project. And she called me back. I think it was literally like the next day and said, hey, uh, I'm, I'm making this crazy movie. Do you want to read it? And I was like, yeah. And it was, it was insane. I was just like, what? <laughs> what? They're going to make this movie? And it just seemed crazy enough. And, you know, I, I guess that is one thing since COVID and since everything has been so, um, our whole lives have been upturned. I, I haven't wanted to do something that was so serious or sad or you know what i mean this this felt like the right thing to do yeah the movie Mm -hmm. is going to open on friday so i'll give you the full review on that then but uh i've seen it already uh i will just tell you uh it's nothing but silly stupid fun so if you know like 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 them making this movie after covid you just want to go have some laughs at a movie this one provides it for sure I'm just filling out my report here to management why uh, the 8.30 news will be late this morning. Had to give top priority to cocaine bear story. <laughs> I think that'll, that'll uh, appease them. Thank you very much, Dean. <laughs> Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.